Aussie, your phone. So you can't see me. Is that what you're saying? No, I can't. Sorry. I can physically, my eyeballs mm. can see you. The software you, we're using, Riverside, can't see you. Bam, we're live. But it doesn't matter. We can still talk about stuff behind the scenes like we're not live even when we're live. That's the cool thing about having your own show. It's okay. I think <laughs> as long as people say, can everyone see Don and James Hobart and me? The one viewer, can you just let us know? Hey, yeah, I see all three of you and I hear all three of you. Perfect. Pop the chair. Hello, hello, hello. Yeah. Don, did you did you work out yet this morning? I haven't worked out in six months. Oh my goodness. <laughs> partially stress, partially laziness. Oh my goodness. Well, Hobart, <laughs> do you know James Hobart? Do you know the guy who's down below? Have you ever seen his face? Uh, no, I have no. Uh, were you? I watched the Devon podcast and the Jacob podcast. Were you part of that? No. No, no. no. Then I haven't seen you. You do have a familiar face, though. You, it feels like you should be, or you were, like part of a grunge band in the early nineties. <laughs> yes. That's yes. Like a, so sweaty right now. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like like a, like a like a member of Bush or, um, what was what was the other one? Um, Saigon Kick or one of the, one of those bands. I, I don't know. That, you have a that, rock star face. That might be one of the nicest things, Don, anyone said to me ever. So, <laughs> instant, instant friends. <laughs> we're this getting, is true. You've, you've, got, you've got that 90s album cover face. We've, we're, that. Actually, and the weird part is, is Hobart's really 74, but he just looks <laughs> like he's 12. Um, James, I, James and I go way back. James and I are friends from uh, – we, we both – we both did CrossFit. We both worked for CrossFit HQ. I got fired. James got promoted. Um, and uh, he it, it sort of became a – not sort of. He became a, a, a legendary trainer in, this, in the scene because basically he traveled the world um, spreading the word of Greg Glassman in the L1, right? Basically the, the information that makes people live longer – eat smarter, be fitter, and be able to wipe their ass longer as they age and, and stay out of the nursing home. And, and James holds all of that information in his head, and he leads teams around the world that share that information. And then, of course, that was like that was when he had like legendary fame, like he was a cool guy. But then he kind of – he went for a power grab, and, and uh, he got on the uh, – he, be, he became a games athlete, a CrossFit games athlete. And then okay. where he really misstepped is – he joined the teams, and he was on Rich Froning's team for many years, and they won championships um, out of the uh, Mayhem Empire organization that Rich Froning <clears throat> runs. And that just really turned James into a supporting character. So he, he was a big fish in a small pond, and then he went for the big pond, and he became a small fish in a big pond. And sometimes I think – and I think you're the promoter, and you could probably advise James as you think about that <laughs> off-air of whether that was a smart decision in his uh, career path. Hey man, to each his own. To each his own. There's no harm in reaching. Actually, yeah. <laughs> as as we get to know each other, you'll find out that I'm a firm believer of there's no harm in overreaching and biting off way more than you can chew. But hey, you know what? He wouldn't know this if he hadn't tried. It's true. And and we never know until we try. So, <laughs> is he in a better position? That's really I'd like up to think to him. so. <laughs> I'd like to think so. <laughs> Don, I text James last night at like 10 o'clock. I said, hey, I'm doing this podcast in the morning. Do you want to jump on with me? And he says, sure. And then before you came on, he's like trying to thank me for inviting him on the podcast. And I'm like, dude, you're like, that, that's like a box of Kleenex thanking me. I said, you're, I should be thanking you. I'm the one who's scared and needs like someone like you around. You don't need me. But, 
But I mean, why? I mean, you'd think, Sivan, that by now you're sort of adept at this. This comes to you naturally. You've got a very, if I might say so, like with all with all the respect possible, you've got a very Howard Stern thing about you. Okay. Since the first, since the first, um, I think I've, I've been following you for a while, but the first one I fully listened to because it was relevant to me was it was you, Fraser, and um, Bridges on one episode. That's when he announced the fight. Okay. Yeah. There was the three of you. I think the three of you have a separate podcast, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I, yeah. Yeah. It's something. People always ask me if we're still doing it. I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> but yes, for in the mean, as a placeholder, let's call it a podcast. Sure, yes, sure. So I was just listening to that chat. I'm like, there's an awful lot of, I don't know. There's a very, I think it's a good thing. I'm not sure, like, if you're a fan of Howard Stern or not. But I, I, I used to be a huge fan. I yeah. used to be a huge fan. Yes. So you know how he has this weird sort of calm yet commanding way of coaxing information out. Like he manages to to pull out the weirdest shit that you don't want to talk about on the air. But right. that's the impression I got. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but just thought I'd say that to start. No, I take that as a huge compliment. I, I actually really, really, really liked um, Howard Stern. And when he started spreading um, uh, COVID fear, I just, ah. abandoned, I jumped ship. That was about, I don't know, eight, 15 months ago. I just completely just, I jump ship and, and he, I, I, I get the impression from him and I don't want to hammer on Howard, but you know, I, I, I'm this, I'm a firm believer that people who, people, who, if you don't talk to strangers, you don't talk to angels. Hmm. I think that's a Pablo Coel sign from the alchemist. If you don't talk hmm. to strangers, you don't talk to angels. People who don't talk to strangers, don't talk to angels. And it's a very poignant um, statement for me because I spend a lot of time <coughs> in my youth just walking the streets um, meeting strangers. I, I really, uh, and, and I spent time being homeless and I really, really, those were the amazing years of my life that I really enjoyed. And Howard Stern's the exact opposite. He doesn't let any, I mean, he's self-admitted. He doesn't let anyone into his bubble. I mean, he's, mm. he's hermetically sealed. And I start mm. to get that from him that he's lost a piece of his humanity. But do, do you think it's because like, he's just after a certain amount of time, if you've been for lack of a better word, peopling, you kind of become bitter and, you know, or self, maybe he never met the angels. I don't know. Maybe he's had enough bad experience to make him jaded. It could be or, that. Or or like yesterday, there, there was a fighter I was supposed to have on the show, a guy named Reggie Northrup. And mm -hmm. he, he, when we did the podcast, we started the podcast, he was in his car and he was driving. And this mm -hmm. is a live show. And uh, 10 minutes into the show, his line dropped and he cut out, and then I had to talk for five minutes, even though I just wanted to hang up and run away. I was so fucking scared. And um, then he comes back on, and he tells me, oh, let's keep doing the show. And I'm, I basically say, no, let's reschedule. And I'm panicking. Like, and, and, and I end the show, and I think it was a good experience for me. I, I enjoyed the discomfort. I enjoy uncomfortable situations, that's for sure. And um, I, I think I even told the crowd this. I said, hey, in five years when this show's big as shit, I'll hate that guy. But today I'm like just glad he'll reschedule with me. So I think that's what you know what I mean. Like I would yeah, yeah. I would have been like fuck you, dude. You're never coming on the show again. This is a missed opportunity. But I'm like, but I'm not that big yet. And so I think that's what happened to Howard. It's the same thing. Like yeah. if I was making hundred million dollars a year, I, I would be. I wouldn't have um, sent over the link for the show to you and James this morning. I would have had someone else send it over. I'd be like fuck that. I'm not touching my oh. keyboard. 
You know what's happened to my keyboard? Well, I don't know. I mean, Matt, Matt kind of did everything. <laughs> Matt, Matt uh, Fraser? <laughs> no, Matt, Matt Sousa. Matt Sousa. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that, that, yeah, you're right. You're right. You're, this is a bad are, are you Are you making $100 million, Savon? Not, not this year. Not this year. <laughs> not this year. Um, so people who are listening, who is Don? Don Indris? Idris. So Idris. 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 My last name is... Um, so I'm, my, my, my father was Egyptian and my mother's from former Yugoslavia, okay. a very odd sort of mix. I grew up in, um, I know it's an un, unprompted question, but maybe this will just help you understand. Yeah. Help the, me, help me. The look, the, the, the accent I grew up in. So I was born in Cairo and I grew up in Nigeria, England, Pakistan, India, Iran for a couple of years and then Belgium for a very long time. And now I live in Dubai, but my nationality is Belgian. And you sound American as shit. God, you sound <laughs> exactly. like you just fell out exactly. of the TV set. You have an amazing voice. I'm sure you've heard that many times. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. It's, it's all I got. It's all I got. So far. It's all I got. <laughs> uh, Hobart got a face and you got a voice. That shit. Happens. <laughs> It's, you know, it's hopping from country to country. You get put in international school of wherever you are. And it's usually an American educational system, American teachers. So it's kind of a quasi-American. In foreign countries, the children of diplomats or uh, expats, they get called. You've got the, the American brat accent. So you're not really American, but because you study in an American school and you're surrounded by that accent, you develop this sort of... Um, Don, That's where the accent comes from. Is to say your last name one more time for me. Idris. Idris. Like Idris Elba. That's the easiest way to remember. Idris. Idris. I don't even know what that means. Idris Elba. Do you know what that means? <laughs> yeah, he's an actor. Idris, oh. Idris Elba is you know, the, the. Oh, big, from. Yeah. 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 The from black the wire. guy from uh, The Wire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's great. Damn. Yeah, yeah, I can't no, believe it's... I didn't pick that up i thought idris elbow was like a, uh, an injury like some sort of sports injury in <laughs> idris elbow <laughs> idris elbow that's what i thought <laughs> like oh, i'm sure great. i'm oh, sure he's got that a lot <laughs> now i know why hobart's on yeah. give some i think i think i've had that before yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh sorry so yeah but so, when yeah. you have a no show you, you know you know that do you, do you know that joke about the guy the the guy who's supposed to go out with two girls and there's a no show no. Not, no, no, Maybe I'll tell it later on in the middle of the show. It's a Viagra joke and an injured <laughs> elbow joke. Okay. <laughs> um, so, so yeah. Ahead. No, no, go, go for it. So that's that's a brief in like a cliff notes, a brief summary of a very long, and <laughs> colorful and, past. And how old are you? You're not very old, right? I think you're younger than I am. Um, well, I'm I'm 45 in a couple of days. Oh, happy birthday. That's cool. Oh, thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. you are you are younger than me. And you're buff as shit too, man. It's Not all anymore. an illusion. It's oh. all an illusion. Okay. <laughs> good now, good it's, lighting. It's, it's it's good lighting, excellent skin tone. Yeah, we, we know how to, how to work it. No, I need to get my ass back into the gym. It's like it got to a point where I was I was feeling healthy and all that, but then between the stress and between the laziness and between the like ugh, whatever, you know, you get lazy. Um especially since it was being done mostly for therapy. Because if I didn't work out, I'd probably choke somebody out. Yep, yep. And um, 
And yeah, just like, you're like, oh, fuck, I just can't. You think a week-long break for recovery is a good idea, but as you get older, you don't want to risk it because a week and just you fall off the wagon and then suddenly like. And shit will see and shit will seize up. People don't realize it. It's like a car. If you don't drive, you live in your driveway for six winters. All of a sudden, like the tires don't turn like that shit will happen to you if you're old, too. I know it's hard to imagine when you're 35 or 25, but um, it sounds like one of you is operating a printer in the background that I used to have in the eighth grade in 19, (laughs) which would be 1984. You know, like one of those ones. Does anyone online? Yeah, I hear that. Oh, let me see. I and maybe it's just because he's in Dubai and the king records everything, and that's just their way of uh, it could be it, it could recording be it. us, <laughs> or it could be because we're in the United States and our king records everything. Um, so Don popped on my radar because the other day, an uh, old and dear friend of mine, Devin Lorette, um, made this wild proclamation that he was going to fight that giant dude from Game <clears throat> of Thrones. Hmm. And that guy is extremely popular in, in the world, but also extremely popular in the CrossFit community because I believe he's Icelandic. And every once in a while, he'll pop up on some of our favorite CrossFitters feeds doing, you know, working out with them. And so I called Devin and he, lo and behold, it sounds like it's true. There's pictures all over the Internet saying it's true. I, I still am in a little bit of denial. And then while <laughs> I was while, while I was, was doing the podcast oh my goodness did you see that hillbar i did i did see it <laughs> what what oh. Oh. i'm what, superman what and that's my kryptonite that, i'm superman and that's my kryptonite what coke zero oh. 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 <laughs> sorry i was not aware i thought i'm like oh, hold on am i getting yelled at oh. for some kind of product oh, placement <laughs> it's like i'm a vampire and you just put guard you brought you held up the spike in the cross <laughs> you what like what's what's go on explain I, you can't just walk past i that. believe that um uh, i'll give you an example 55 percent of all the calories consumed in um mexico are mm. from soda pop i believe right. soda pop is when people say that oh my god this is a pandemic year or this is a covid year I, I think it's a lie and a misnomer and it's propaganda because basically what we're not dealing with is covid is we're dealing with covid response Mm-hmm. COVID didn't shut down our airports. We've made the decision to shut down our airports. There's a huge and important distinction there. And mm-hmm. just like people say that people are dying from COVID, I don't believe anyone's dying from COVID. I believe people are dying from uh, being so morbidly obese that now they're they're walking a tight wire and the wind blew and it blew them off, right? They chose mm-hmm. the wrong day to summit Mount uh, Everest and they blew off the top and they died and they want to everyone it, it's so sad actually because it's so unnecessary for, and I believe that one of the biggest problems in that world is Coca-Cola for example Coke is on the Pfizer board we all know everyone who can read that the cure for COVID has been around since day one it's ivermectin mm-hmm. there's 52 clinical studies I mean blah 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 I mean it's everyone's known why mm-hmm. why isn't that known well the powers that be don't want it. I, I don't. I'm not suggesting it's malicious or it's conspiracy or it's like. I'm not suggesting any of that. I'm just saying like the same reason why we probably don't know what the I don't know the best of a lot of things are, right? Mm. Um, but so so I just I, it just really disappoints me. The and, and I'm I'm being obviously dramatic. Drink what you want. I I, I'm, <laughs> I believe in total freedom of speech, freedom of activity. I, I think it's great that every that Coca Cola is a company that offers drinks and blah blah blah. But it's a. It's just so sad that the truth can't be told. Um, it can, uh, but nobody listens. Right, right. It, yeah. You know, yeah. there's a there's a difference. I mean, there is 
today more than ever, there's so many different mediums of communicating with like literally somebody across the globe. I was reading some stats the other day, 3.4 billion is the number of people who have smartphones Ooh. in the world. That's, that's half the world, right? So information is easily transportable, transferable, communicable. And yet nobody gives a shit because everybody's attention span has dropped to like, like a fly on crack, you know? So, so hold on. You, so you're thinking, what you're saying is you think that this whole COVID thing was the, the straw that broke the camel's back. So you were already so sick and it, it was bound to be something that killed you. Right, right. We have proof of that going back to the 30s when cancer came on the scene. Mm-hmm. And and we knew that and, and there was a, a guy who won the Nobel Prize named Otto Warburg. By the way, I'm glad you drank the coke because it gives me an opportunity to get on my horse. I know. My I was horse, say. My so, horse way, loves to, my ass sitting on his you, back. By the way, my you're, horse. You're gonna love me. this. Yes. You're yes, gonna yes, love go this. I 100 percent agree with you. But maybe this will make you feel better. Yes, sir. This and it's really water the, in there. You just like the all, color of the can. It's water. <laughs> this and all the vaccines in the world put together. Mm-hmm. It's probably the least poisonous shit that I've put into my body over the last 44 years. <laughs> right, okay. right, right, right. So this is a this is a, a a healthy step up, right? Good, good. So so okay, there you go. Just thought I'd throw it out there. Yeah. So 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 yeah. So that's my, my feeling is that <laughs> this is um, you know we had we knew we knew in the 30s that sugar was basically the root of of all evil. They just basically Otto Warburg started discovering that like hey everything all the cancer is basically caused by overconsumption of sugar. I'm oversimplifying, but but I think it's a fair oversimplification. And we've known that over time now, we know that pretty much all chronic disease is caused by sugar consumption. The lies have been cholesterol and salt, and basically the body just struggles to process anything and operate correctly once you consume, start consuming sugar. And, In excess. Uh, well... I, that's debatable. I, I, I don't even like to have that conversation because we're so far over the edge. I think of it mm. like this. People will be like, well, everything's okay in – everything's okay in – In moderation. Sorry, no. Moderation. Thank you. And Hobart, that's when you're supposed to talk. And um, a little bit of peanut butter in my Toyota 4Runner sitting on my driveway is not okay. Mm. Even in moderation, a little bit. And so when you do consume sugar, what you are doing, yes, can you survive? Is it okay? Blah, blah, blah. Will you still operate? Sure. But why would you ever feed your child poison? Why would you ever put a little bit of peanut butter into your gas tank, especially since it's super-duper addictive? So I, I, you could say what you're saying is true, but I think we're in this – we're – Look, we're like in an the, era of overconsumption anyway. Yeah, it's, it's just let's like – Let's get that out of the way. Yeah, we're just so yeah. far past that. We're so far – it's like, hey, dude, just stop eating added sugar and refined Our, carbohydrates. Not you, but just everyone. Like mm. go stick something else in your mouth. Go drink a glass of water and run around the block. Go like call the girl you've always wanted to like have sex with and like introduce yourself. Like mm. do something else besides sit at home and eat more ice cream. <laughs> and, and the truth is, is like, it's the most selfish, horrible. I like this guy, Sevon, Alan Nolan. I know this guy is cool. I should shut the fuck up and find out about him. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that was someone in the comments. Um, Alan so, Nolan. Alan Nolan said, I like this guy, Sevon. Do you know him? Alan Nolan, I think if it's the same Alan Nolan, he's one of my best buddies back in Belgium. Oh, shit. He's a plant. He's a plant. (laughs) I didn't tell anybody about this, but if it's Alan Nolan, 
Ask him if he... No, no, forget about it. He can hear you. He can hear you. Alan, are you the Alan Nolan with a 10-inch penis? Thick as a Coke can? Don wants to know. It is not the 10-inch penis. (laughs) It's mostly balls. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I confused you with the other Alan. Al, Al, where are you from? This will tell us. There's nobody from that town. If he says the name of the town right, then it's my Alan. You know how shit. you know how you know Don is is old old like me. He's like one of those people like his voice is perfect and he's talking perfect, but like then he puts a cell phone up to his mouth and he like and he like probably is one of those guys that talks louder because the technology is still <laughs> a little new to him. So just now I tell him there's someone in the comments and he turns a little cockeyed to the mic and he has to say it louder. I gotta yell I, this one to the guy oh, in the comments, Alan. Do you have giant balls? <laughs> Oh my God, you know, Savan, you're absolutely right. I just, I literally only when you said it did I realize. I'm like, why am I yelling into the microphone? Oh, you got to. He's like, in the comments. He won't hear you otherwise. He's like in Belgium. Com- yeah, you just got to be louder. <laughs> like the comment section is in the other room or something. Hey, can you hear me over there? <laughs> oh my God. Oh my mom. Like, my that's mom like when and- Savan says soda pop, and I'm like, are you from the 1905 era? <laughs> <laughs> Lord, my dad it's, said it's soda. Scary. I haven't heard soda pop in forever. Dude, Did I, I call that? I call albums records still, <laughs> <laughs> right? Oh, she's come out with a new record. I'm like, she doesn't know what a record is. She can't. Um, so back back to your point. Literally a couple of days ago, I was um, I was doing a, a podcast with one of the big strongman podcasters, Lawrence Lawrence Shawley, Big Laws, and the subject came up that why did you move the event suddenly from Jacksonville to uh, to Dubai? The one we'll get into that in a minute, and. So we got into talking about we did it for COVID reasons and all of that. Not that Florida shut us down, but it just became one of those situations where the Florida numbers went high, public perception, people in the hospitals over there were saying the ICUs are flooded, and flying in 60 to 70 people from abroad into a place that's all over the news. Maybe it was bigged up by the media, but I said to him, I'm like, it doesn't matter. We're a sports organizer. We don't care about the politics. It doesn't matter. But looking at the trends of ticket sales dropping and people asking for refunds, panic and human fear is the real virus. Would you agree? Right. right. So if everybody's reacting to it, whether it's true or false or over-exaggerated, is irrelevant. We're trying to put on a show, and if people are freaking out, nobody's going to come to the show. End of story. So uh, that goes to your point earlier, what you were saying about it's the reaction to COVID. COVID itself didn't really go on and put travel bans or uh, flood ICUs. Is how we reacted, how we put restrictions, how we did this and this and this. And what is it now? 15, 16 months of this shit? More, 18. A friend of mine, a friend of mine is having her, is pregnant with her second child during this debacle. I couldn't even believe it. Miranda. Oh, really? Yeah, she's going to have two babies during the. during it's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. I didn't know this was a thing, but they're, they're called COVID babies. Oh, um, kids this is who probably are born... not a great term. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather be a Pisces. I'd rather be a Pisces. <laughs> Something about kids who were born after lockdowns and they missed that initial um, toddler, baby, infant social interaction with anybody other than their parents. And some people are projecting that this might have psychological problems later, blah, 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 because they're probably going to grow into an era of schools being weird. Masks. Oh, the schools are so, yeah, the schools are so weird. Do you remember when homeschooling was for weirdos? 
Now, if you go to school, you are a weirdo. A weirdo. Exactly. It just happened. Exactly. Uh, someone in the comments, Jim Cleese, says sugar alone is not addictive combined with fat, salt, and other additives. Yes, nobody is taking table sugar and pouring it down their throat like crack. Fiend. Sometimes yeah, I do that. <laughs> Sometimes I do when I'm about to pass out. <laughs> just throwing a twelve-hour day. I'm like, oh god, Jim, I totally, honey. I totally agree. It's not, um, it's not uh, HIV that uh, alone that um, uh, kills people. <laughs> Look at Don turned his back as he chugged the coke. Uh, it's not, it's not HIV alone that kills people. It says, it says zero sugar. So. It's when it's injected into the vagina using the penis or it's injected into the buttocks using the penis. I agree. It's like it, 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 there's never just something doing it alone. There's always an accomplice. I, I agree. But either way. Um, so, Don, are, have you, are you a promoter? Is that, is that or are you an agent or are you the CEO of a promotion company? What, what, can you put yourself in a box for me? Uh. It's kind of hard to – all of the above. Okay. And the name but of your company is Core Sport World. Core Sports. The handle, Core. the social handles are Core Sports. And the okay. website is coresports.world, but the, okay. the mother company is Core Sports. Okay. Um, so it's kind of uh, – I am all of the above, but I'm also the water boy, the driver – Athletes, PA, <laughs> just whatever needs to get done. <clears throat> we're, we're a large yet very compact team. Um, it's a multinational organization. We've got several business lines, events, events, promotions, owning the IP and streaming them is one part of our business, the pay-per-view, the subscriptions, all of that. Um, we've got a fitness and personal training business here in Dubai. It's more of a concierge service. Uh, kind of a high-end client pays you, tells you what they need. You go source and manage everything for them. What's that called? What's the personal training business called? All in. All in, okay. All in. Um, We've got an inbound tourism business that kind of, you know, since last year, it's been a bit, it's been a bit challenging. Um, We own a couple of gyms. Um, There's like other stuff like real estate and all that, but we're not going to get into that. But we also, work a lot with the Dubai government regulating the uh, personal trainers, their certifications, just managing the whole thing because it did. It is a bit of a wild, wild Middle East here when it comes to like training and coaching and people spending money on unregulated trainers and getting injured because it's a, it's a status thing, you know? So it can go very wrong very quickly. Is um, there licensure around trainers in Dubai? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you can still get away with it, which is what the government is trying to change because everybody and his dog was claiming to be a trainer. And it just basically depends on how good you are at selling yourself. Right, right. Um, and last but not least, so every all these verticals kind of feed into each other. So our inbound tourism, the hospitality part, that takes care of all the visiting athletes. And therein we, let, we have the relationships with the hotels and the flights and all that. The events... We do event production for other parties, but usually we own our own IPs. Okay. World's Ultimate Strongman is growing to be one of the biggest strongman events in the world. <clears throat> Excuse me. We have an amateur MMA promotion, Rain MMA. We've got an amateur boxing promotion. We did arm wrestling. We just started arm wrestling, and that's Devin was in our pilot event, King of the Table. We do core sports fight nights. We uh, have agreements with certain e-gaming companies or brands that we're going to launch very soon. Um, we're in collaboration with the Arnolds, 
to do their Middle Eastern show. Like there's there's a bunch of things. Um, and then we own our own filming and production company. So we film our own events, we stream our own events, we manage our own events. So it's all kind of feeds into the same pot, if you will. Um, if that makes sense. Yeah, totally. I get it. And you, and this is all, what was the original idea? What was the seed? What, what did, what did Don Idris, mm. Idris, Idris, Idris. Idris. What did Don Idris, one person told me like at show number three that I really like it, how you say people's names, mm. like, and give, keep giving them attention. So it's like something, it's, I think it's the only <laughs> feedback I've ever taken. So I, and, I, and I like, um, what is, um, what did Don Idris start with? Like, what was his first, of, of the, now that this thing has all these branches, what was the mm. original idea what that these, the these idea, other things grew out of? The and how long ago was that? You're looking at the whole health and fitness concierge thing. That was the original plan. And that started sort of January 2017. I was working at, I was managing this, um, this personal training studio and I left that job and a bunch of clients left with me. And we were thinking, always thinking about how you can, cause we live here in a country of convenience, right? Dubai has an app called Cafu. You're going to get a kick out of this. My American friends don't believe this. It's an app where you can order a fuel tanker to come fill up your car at home. <laughs> I love it. Okay. Same price as a gas station. Same price as a gas station with a $5 delivery charge. That's it. Then they upgraded. Then you can order a guy to come wash your car at home. It's all in the same app, right? So if there's any place where we could start something like this, where a client, you consult with them, they tell you what they need. You've got connections to the doctors, to the physiotherapist, and you have somebody scheduling everything for them and bringing them to them. So their work route, their traffic, their weight, their address, their schedule. They pay us for that service, and then we go and source everything, manage it, schedule it, and bring it to them. I started with five clients, and within seven months, we were up to like 87. And by wow. the end of the year, we were close to 200. So that was so great. You're like this. you're like this um, crazy executive assistant to these people. It's essentially <laughs> is what it is. You kind of have your own health and fitness PA. You, yeah. As a client, How about haircuts? How about haircuts? Would you even get them? Well, you know what? We've done that. We've done that for some of our athletes. Like Don, I need a haircut. For... I need a haircut. I got a meeting in three hours. And then you like. It's usually a it lot that? different than that. We got okay. like, hey, can you send a guy to trim my beard to the hotel room? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's like you're super think, concierge. It's something like that. Yeah. Okay. Focused mostly on the health and fitness, but once you have that client comfort, they start asking yeah. you for the weirdest shit. And you know what? If you know a guy who knows a guy, you'll get it done for them. Why not? Right. You know? Um, so then end of 2017, one of the, um, uh, one of, one of the people we were ha- doing some work with coaching wise, he had started doing this strongman show locally. And I looked at it. I'm like, you know what? I want to get into events because I love anything with like the, smoke and the lights and the panache and all of that. So we dumped a load of money into that, did it for the first time in that region to that extent. And at the same time, one of our other coaches had a pole dancing competition. So we ended up doing that. So essentially we also own the only pole dancing competition in the Middle East. Right. So what do they wear in that, in that pole, in the Middle Eastern pole dancing contest? 
it's, something it's, doesn't isn't i'm having trouble picturing that one no it's skimpy no it's fine it's oh happy. it is it, it, it is but with some caveats like you can't wear high heels like it can't look too stripperish if you okay will. Still it still has to event. exactly it still has to classify as pole fitness i believe they call it okay Still fucking pole dancing. That's the just the truth. Can, can I can I swear on this thing, by the way? Or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah okay. just not as much as Hobart, but other than that, <laughs> yeah. just a little under Hobart's swearing. Um. So yeah. So we did that show. It was in an expo of sorts. Um. And then Eddie Hall was visiting that expo. He was doing some kind of appearance. We looked at him. We grabbed him. We're like, right, we want to have a meeting with you because he had just won World's Strongest Man, and we took him to the side. We're like, right, okay. Forgive the megalomania. We want to do the biggest strongman show in the world. And we want to do it better than ever before. What's missing? What's been done wrong? We're going to improve on that. He gave us all what's needed. We used him as our liaison. March 2018, contracts were signed. And we announced that we're launching World's Ultimate Strongman, biggest prize pot in the history. Can I, can I stop you here a second? Yeah. And fall into the weeds for a second. How yeah. do you approach this – is, this is at a pole dancing competition where you approached Eddie Hall? No, he was. It was in the middle of an expo. That, that oh, was a funny oh, story, okay, actually. Okay. Yeah, hey, that so, would be great. Pole dancing was here. Our strongman show was here. The local strongman show. He was doing an appearance for the expo. They had paid for him to come over. Okay. How you does, know expos do that? They pay like big yeah. athletes to come and do signing and shit like that. So they we went me to hundred like, grand to come to the CrossFit Games this year and do my <laughs> podcast. That's like eat a dick. <laughs> Um, so we just, yeah, he was doing an appearance. We're like, would you like to come to the show? To the strongman show? Give it a little bit of, you know, did you, did uh, you personally walk over to him? Like yeah. how who, you, you, so you just walk over to Eddie Hall. Yeah. You're like, hi, I'm Don Idris. Yeah. I live here in Dubai and, and, and you guys just hit it off straight away. I mean, it was me and, and my partner, Mark Boyd, he's Scottish. So obviously he was a bit taken aback when we had the first meeting. He's like, what the fuck is going on here? These, there's a one-eyed dark-skinned dude and a Scottish guy, and they suddenly they're talking this crazy shit like, we want yeah, to do the biggest movie. strongman show in the world. Exactly, exactly. It's a gangster movie, um, the Egyptian and the <laughs> Scottish guy. Exactly. The guy with one eye and the Scottish guy. Oh, shit. Oh, um, so, yeah, so that, that was great when we, we did our first show, and that it was just... You... You know, when you want to make some noise, you really got to make some noise. And we had to capture a lot of attention. Um, but just doubling up the prize purse of any other promoter was probably not to our probably to our own detriment because we can't go back, right? We got to keep it at the same level. But it's the athlete treatment and how we got everybody's food taken care of. Because, you know, strongman is a niche sport that was kind of like the arm wrestling there's not a lot of money in it and there's not a lot of you take a soccer player or a football player their top end athlete and take top end athlete of arm wrestling or strongman or anything like that there's no comparison and right. we aim to change that and then it just the rest is history immediately after that we're like you know what there's a copy and paste formula here for events that we can do my job technically doesn't change no matter what the sport is it could be strongman. It could be pole dancing. My job as that, that making the deals, putting the show together, writing the show, maybe a bit of directing, maybe a bit of production. It doesn't matter if there's two guys in a ring, two guys in a cage, mongoose versus snake, whatever you want to do. My job stays exactly. So most of the time, I don't even know what the fuck's going on in the competition arena. If that makes sense? 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, and, well, something you said that really resonated with me is when you said that your job is to do everything from pick people up at the airport to bring them water. Um, and, and a lot of people don't realize that, that as an executive producer of events, your job is to support people. So basically, you're two things. You're the lowest man on the totem pole, and you're also the highest man on the totem pole. You're there to make sure everyone has what they need, but if someone's fucking off, you also fire them. Lickety split. Like, that's it. Those are your, you're, you're, there's no middle ground. And I think a lot of people don't understand that. Like you're the guy who will tape some wires down and fetch water. And at the same time, you'll swing that ax and chop someone's head off or fucking off. It's like, and we've had to, I've had yeah, to. Yeah. 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 I mean, but, it, but it's, but uh, those are the best ones. Like the, yeah. Anyway, sorry. So, so go, so, no, no. so uh, events, replicating events. One thing I must say that I've been very, 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 very lucky in getting and putting together just an amazing team between partners and employees and department heads. It's just with, without them, everything would fall apart. Right. And yes, I do not to toot my own horn, but I do have an intuition towards talent and I like working with people and within their restrictions rather than like, if you've got a sales guy and you've got a spreadsheet guy, you can't teach like, why bother? You're good at sales. Do sales. You're good at spreadsheets. You're not. You're socially awkward. Don't. I'm not going to send you out to do sales. So work with and within people's realms rather than trying to force a two-page job description on them that they're probably going to hate and suck at. So we've got a very we like a beautiful team where we're all a bunch of weirdos. So everybody has a certain skill set, and I'm like, just stick to that because you can always find somebody else to do. Um, you know, like. Our head of operations, she just cannot do sales. And she's just like this little focused Nazi for, for lack of a better word. We're all scared of her, right? She's five foot two and she's just duck, 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 duck everything with deadlines, but she cannot do sales. And she told me that from day one. So, all right, don't need that. We'll do somebody else for sales. You do that. I don't even right. know what most of the team does most of the time because I've been lucky enough to find the right people that. I don't have to look at their work or micromanage or which saves time. And that's why our small team is equivalent to most other companies either have double the crew size, double the payroll. You know? So that I must say right now to my team, this is not a me thing. This is, without them, I'm absolute shit. I can't right. organize a cup of coffee. That's the truth. I can, hey, I have an idea, but then somebody. You know that there to... needs to be coffee and, you, and you're capable of delivering it, but all the other stuff in between you can't do. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just a fact. I'm, I'm absolute shit at spreadsheets and keeping timetables, and I'm horrible you, at that. Do you promote within or do you believe in going outside the company? Um, I, I don't follow. Like, so, like, if um, that was a big thing at, at CrossFit. I, I was always a firm believer that you should always give someone inside the company a chance first, not for ethical or moral reasons, but because it was good for morale. And the truth was, is that the experts really aren't outside the company. Like I really believed, you know, mm -hmm. to get like, for example, uh, I ran the media department over there and there would be someone who was a, uh, let's say they sat at the desk and ran our YouTube channel. Right. Mm -hmm. But they wanted to get into filmmaking. I would be like, okay, cool. Here's your camera. Here's your first assignment. Go do it and let them and, and let and, and I believed in people and would let them climb. And other people would be like, hey, that's stupid. You're wasting time. I go ahead and hire a professional and get someone who knows how to make films and to do it. But I was always like, oh, let's 
I think we we should give everyone from the inside an opportunity. So there were kind of different different belief systems on that. No, I, I, now, I, fall. Now, now I understand the the context of the word promote. I was the, I thought it was the other. Oh, promote that the you other promote. About. Right, right. Um, yes, absolutely. If if we if it's possible to keep everything sort of within the family, um, like our graphic designer, for example, he wanted to move up and do this, and he's essentially now our head of e games. Okay, because he wanted to expand past. He's like, I just don't want to be creating social posts for the rest of my life. Can I do this? I'm like, well. I'm not going to do it. I don't understand e-games. So why not, you know? But there will always be a financial element. If, if, I, if you find yourself that you need something to be done quickly, and although you might want to help somebody from the team, it's just not possible for them to accomplish that in that time frame. Right. They, right. they can then shadow. They can be a part of it. Right. But it would be explained to them that, look, yes, you are on that journey, but I just can't trust you with this project right now because there's no way you can learn this in three weeks. Right, right. I know and you so want to this, start up a yeah. uh, a business on the side. What's that called? People who deliver food. Uh, uh, what's Uber. that called? People. What's that called? Uber people food. who like you can Uber hire eats. them and they bring food. What? Say it again, Hobart. Uber eats. Uber eats or something. No, like uh, you know, like you'll hire someone and they'll come bring your food to a wedding. Um, caterer. Like a caterer. Caterer. Yeah, they yeah. want to start a catering business and you have a party of 100 people. Thanks, Hobart. And you have a party of 100 people. You're not going to tell your your buddy, hey, I know this is your first event. Come cater my event for the first time. It's like, no, no, no. I'm going to get someone who's experienced just because you're my friend. You can't experiment on my world strongman competition with your first catering event. Poison everyone. But but you know what? <laughs> that's that's a good, it's a good example. But you know what? We've never ever like – we've never restricted – our employees from doing or having a side hustle or whatever, especially if it's a passion project. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because if you start blocking people from following their passion, if we can provide that passion or if we can help grow it, great, but we're not going to stand in the way of it. And I've never, never talked anybody into staying who wanted to leave. I've had one person want to leave and that was because they were leaving the country. Right. Yeah. Our yeah. team has been the same with new members, but it's been the same from day one because yeah. it's just, we work with each other in this, this magical way. We yell at each other. We get at, we're a very flat company. There's no hierarchy. I get yelled at most of the time. And I'm like, how dare you talk to me? Like, I'm not that guy. I'm like, right. I'm just I'm shit at this. Tell me what to do. So we're very, everybody's on an even respectful keel. If you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So it's a, it's a, it's a very odd collection of people, but we make it work. I mean, Devin came over in May. I think he met everybody from our social media team to our ops team. And it's just, it's like a nice little family environment, even though we're 20 people, it, we make people feel welcome. And I think that's why all the athletes trust and believe in us. And they want to come back. Even if it's a 14 hour flight, they love coming here because they know they're going to be spoiled, not in we're throwing money at people, but in taking care of people, you know, right, like making right. you feel at home. Right. Um, how, 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 what was the first fight you put on and how did this one, um, I'd love to hear just the gritty details of how you take the world's strongest guy, how you came up with the Eddie Hall Thor fight. Like whose idea yeah. was that? How did that, I'd love to hear the gritty details of that. Okay. So the first professionally as a business fight that we had put on was we had this idea of, okay, the, pro 
circle, the pro circuit, sorry, is saturated. We're not that big. We're not going to go in and start competing with UFC. But we love mixed martial arts. And you know what? Let's try a amateur country versus country or gym versus gym format. So one of our guys, a friend of mine, actually, he he knew John Kavanaugh, uh, SBG gym. You know John Kavanaugh, yeah, McGregor's yeah. trainer. Con- McGregor's trainer, yep. Yeah. We called him and like, hey, how about you assemble a team from SBG, the gym in Ireland? And then we called um, – I was friends with, I'm still am actually, Christoph Suzinski used to fight in the UFC. Okay. You ever seen the movie Here Comes the Boom? No. I bet you yeah, Hobart anyway, has. Really? Why have I heard that before? You Chris, watched Christoph's, it on a flight, on one of the many flights you've been on, Hobart. It's a Kevin James movie. Yeah. He's a school teacher. <laughs> Trains him to be a fighter. So so that's Boss Rutten, the, 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 the Dutch guy. He's a legendary MMA. You know the, the, um, the bad guy in the movie, the guy who he actually beats in the end, okay. the scary-looking guy with all the tattoos? That's Kristoff, yep. okay. right? <laughs> so he's, by the way, sweetest guy on the planet. So I called him. I'm like, Hobart, do I need to see that movie? Sorry, Don. Oh, it's do great. Need- it's great. You'll love it. I, I think, think you'll you'll, love it. Uh, Yeah, I think you'll like it. <laughs> okay, I'll write it down. Here comes the boom. Okay, sorry, Don. It's just a feel-good little... You know, silly movie. <clears throat> so I said, Christoph, we need some Polish fighters. We have this idea. What do you think? Racist. You're an MMA guy. Because <laughs> he's Polish. He calls Martin Lewandowski. Martin Lewandowski runs, it's probably ranked the third best MMA promotion in the world, KSW. Okay. Right? So they send a team over. They send the Polish national team over. And we had this great show where a team versus team, that was the first Makes martial arts thing we did. Before you know it, six months later, we did the same thing, but with boxing. Get country teams. Because, you know, once you throw in patriotism, you get more of a reaction from a crowd. The yep. People are more emotionally vested into it. Um, so then, like, right at the beginning of 2020, I saw... So I know Eddie and Thor both, because they've both... Eddie's consulted for us in World's Ultimate Strongman. Thor's won it once. He's one of our ambassadors. We have contracts with both of them. And I know for a fact they both hate each other. I get along with both of them, but they truly, truly despise each other. And I saw some talk online of saying, like, somebody said something on YouTube. You know when you pick up on a comment here and there? And it looked like they really wanted to fight each other. I'm like, well, you know what? If anybody's doing this, I'm fucking doing it. So I call Eddie. I'm like, so... I have an idea. You're not going to like it. He's like, I know exactly what you're about to say. I'm like, what? He's like, are you going to ask me to fight Thor? I'm like, yes. <laughs> right? How He's did like, he what know? does he have to? I don't know. He just felt it because he knows how I function. Okay. He knows that everything a little bit bold and ridiculous. Okay. Like another time I'll tell you the stories of what we did to okay. get global attention. So he expects a bad idea to come from me, if you will. And he knew that this was buzzing in the ether web or the interweb. Okay. So he, he got the call. He knew he's like, what does he have to say? I'm like, I still have to talk to him, but you're the, you're the mouthy one. I just want to make sure that you actually do want to do this or you're <laughs> right. full of shit. He's right. like, Nope. hundred percent. Here's what I would do. Here's really, what he didn't friend. even flinch. You just asked him and he's like, yeah, bring him to my house. I'll whoop his ass. Like he'd been thinking about it. Oh, wow. Cause he, he's angry at authority. Like he's, he's got a bone to pick for a long yeah. time. So I called Thor. I'm like, right, here's what's going on. 
what do you think? And then we began that process of looking at terms and conditions, looking at the money, what it would entail for both of them, because Thor was still in his prime. We made the plan. We're like, right, we're doing this. I'm taking that risk. I'm, I, I believe in both of you, and I believe this thing is going to pay off. Then COVID hits, and then that whole deadlift bonanza happens, right? Because we were supposed to do a show in Bahrain, and Thor was supposed to break Eddie's record at that show, but that show got canceled. So we quickly thought on our feet, and we did this online streaming from wherever you have access to. We got 18 episodes on ESPN out of it, by the way, because we were the 18? only live sport. We were That's the, the only one that live had like 100 million on views or something like that, something crazy. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got, hold on, let me tell you, May 2nd, Thor broke the dead, Eddie's deadlift world record by one kilogram, uh-huh. two and a half pounds, in Iceland with a referee and whatever he had access to during yeah. lockdown. And ESPN said, we were the only live sport on planet Earth. At the end of which he announced, like, called out Eddie for the fight, because ESPN gave us the biggest microphone in the world. Savon, that thing, that that 24 hours, did 1.7 billion PR hits. Wow. I don't know what PR Eddie, hits are, but I like it. Like online press impressions, how many people reported on it, CNN, New York Post, and you put all the circulation together. I, it's a media thing. I'm just talking. I, I, no like, it. I like it. Saying. It sounded really cool. I was Hobart, like, oh Hobart, God, Hobart, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, regardless, it's, it's here's, I don't know what it is, but here's the crazy part. 1.7 billion of anything just slipped. So there's only 7 billion people on the planet. So that's almost one for every person on the planet got their own little media click or post for it. So that's, it's, that's it's fucking madness. Impressive. You're right. Of course, there was nothing else going on. And people were just glad to see something online in the news that was not COVID, right? right. So there was that factor, but still, it just went viral. It went bananas. There was shit talk. The strength and fitness industry YouTubers were picking up on it, and they were using it as clickbait. There's a couple of YouTube channels who actually admitted that the Eddie and Thor saga before the deadlift got them like 10 million views on their YouTube channel. Yeah, awesome. that's a lot of that's a lot of money. I mean, you can see but, Devin Lorette's um, YouTube channel is exploding right now. He's got like over a million views in a week. Exploding. Since he yeah. <laughs> I'm and trying he to not nothing. look at it, and it's everywhere. I'm just oh, like, God, Devin's God. killing it. I love I love Devin. He he has he doesn't have a camera or a studio. He just right. talks to his phone, basically, yes, yes. or makes memes. or Everything that man touches turns into a meme. Have you noticed that? Yes, it's so good. He's so great. <laughs> And he's got that troll army online yes. that follow him everywhere, and just just he's it's, it's just brilliant. So that's how the idea came about, and then the long process of actually training to be a boxer. If they had gotten into a fight right there and then, I don't know, that would have been a shit show because one was four hundred fifty pounds, one was four hundred twenty pounds. What that's, do you mean, right, right then and there? Like when they about? when they announced last oh, year. Oh, oh, right. After right, the deadlift, right. okay, they were. Strong but but, but Eddie wasn't in the room when Thor did it, right? No, he was. Well, I'm sure he was watching. He, he right. was. Well, this was during COVID, so one right. was in England, uh-huh. one was in Iceland. But the world rogue carried the stream. There was like six hundred thousand people watching it live. Yeah, it, it was just same. ridiculous. Announcing the fight at the end of that was a big um, controversial. Let's say uh, it was Eddie and Thor fans obviously reacted the way they wanted to, like, oh, because they all hate each other. 
But then some of the strongman community are like, oh, you're ruining strongman. You're taking an athlete away from his prime. He's now going to train to be a boxer. What is this shit? Blah, 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 blah. But everybody's talking about it. Right. Haters are the first ones who usually pay, by right. the way. Right, right. Good. <laughs> um, yes. I like it. And then, yeah. And then just at that time, we were like, oh, it's 18 months away. It went by quick. <clears throat> Suddenly in April, I find myself in Vegas doing site visits, looking at the hotels. And uh, yeah, from the end of April till now, it's just been it's like event musical chairs with all the changes and all the challenges. And fuck me, man. <laughs> have, have you have you always lived in Dubai since your youth, since all of that traveling? Are you like... 2015. Ever, I oh, moved to Dubai in 2015. And where did you live before then? Belgium. Uh, and so you've never lived in the United States? Never. You know you sound American as shit. You know that, right? I know. I know. That's, it's I've been so told. weird. It's so bizarre that, that you've never lived here. I mean, you really, I mean, you sound like, I mean, you sound like an ESPN sportscaster. It's nuts. Um, well, he I, said, he said straight away though. He said earlier on, he said straight away. And I was like, that's how I know he hasn't lived, grown up in the States or lived in the States. Cause everyone, what, what in, the States would you say? Say, everyone in the States says right away. Right like, I'll get that right. And I think straight away makes more sense. When I heard you say, it, I was like, God, oh, it's really interesting. <laughs> oh, astute Hobart. This is a foreigner masquerading as an yeah. American. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's an alien. Yeah. Um, and, and so, so when you do an event, like you, you have all of these other uh, businesses simultaneously rolling. And then this is obviously the loudest one. Does, does the, does the rest of your business suffer because this thing no. is getting a disproportional amount of, um, attention? No, 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 no. Because, you know, they all get to a point where they're a well-oiled machine or, most of the processes are automated and there's someone in charge of them. Okay. So the, the events and promotions team that our workload over the year is a couple of weeks of rest and then just madness for a couple of months and then a couple of weeks of rest and then mad. So they're kind of used to that. That's a completely separate team. All the rest of the, um, the businesses I mentioned, they have sort of a head of department, if you will. And, there comes a time in the economy or the business or whatever it is that one is not doing as well as the other. So like March last year, when all this COVID shit happened, all of our businesses got shut down. Like as in shut down, like our revenue went to zero, right? No filming, no events, gyms closed down, no flying. Right. This is literally all the verticals I've mentioned to you. We, we one day we found that there's no income coming in. Because everything got shut down. I had so, a day like I had a day like that once, yeah. recently, in the last year and a half. What was this? The one the, <laughs> the one the one what CrossFit I, fired me. When they got canned. Me. I, I was at the skate park with my kid. And my job of fifteen years. They called me and told me my position is no longer. What, what, what? How do they say it? Your position is no longer viable. Yes, <laughs> definitely not viable. Your position is no so, longer needed. Hey, t t tell me, tell me about that. Like, it's, I, I've been talking for quite some time. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I'm no, quite no, interested no, to no, know no. what happened. Like, or you like don't want to talk Don, about I like that Don interviews you. Like, he's no, done no, this no. two we, or we three times. About I, your eye, no, yet, I, Don. I, I, what are you talking about? There's no time to talk about me getting fired. I love it. And <laughs> uh, 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 in, in a nutshell, basically, uh, the the. 
the owner of CrossFit got canceled. He got accused of being a sexist and a racist, which right. by far so is not. 99% yeah. of every single person I know is much more sexist and racist than this guy. Mm. This is mm. a guy who uh, at a very young age was diagnosed with polio, which was basically the AIDS of its time, but worse mm. because people thought if they touched you, they could get it. Mm. He was treated like shit his whole life. He's, you know, in his youth because of that, he was made fun of. He had a limp. He survived. He had a, a very tough upbringing. He had a dad who was a rocket scientist, the head of Hughes space, uh, head of Hughes aircraft, their chief scientist mm -hmm. there. So he's an incredibly smart guy. And the guy's name is Greg Glassman. Mm -hmm. And he grew up basically with an enormous chip on his shoulder. Just imagine right. a guy who was just, you know, he was tired of hearing like, Oh, that's pretty good for the boy who has polio. And basically at the age of 46 or five or something near being homeless, didn't have two pennies to rub together. Um, his CrossFit thing caught on because of uh, the internet. He didn't even want to mm. launch it. And the thing mm. exploded and he gave it away free for fucking 15 years. There's never been a more noble, powerful entity in my entire life on this planet than CrossFit Inc. that Greg Glassman started, regardless of what you think about him. He mm. gave, he developed the human operating system. He wrote down the human operating system that best allows human beings to express their DNA. <clears throat> Diet, movement, sleep, everything. He fucking did it. It's crazy. It's never been done before. He defined fitness for the first time, scientific definition. He believes in reality. He believes in truth. And he just got behind it. And when everyone was telling him, you're a fucking idiot for giving this away free, he said, no, my goal is, is just to keep giving this shit away free. And it basically turned into a giant experiment, and it exploded. Well, some fucking idiots, the, this woke, this group of woke idiots basically um, jumped on this when the George Floyd thing happened and the COVID thing happened. He said, saying, hey, you fucking idiots are handling this thing all wrong. This is not the way – this is not the way racism that. works, yeah. and this is not the way um, sickness <clears throat> spreads. And he called it out for the truth, and people – Really what he was doing is standing up for the black community. But people, the idiots, the idiots, they killed their Jesus. There's no one who loves a homosexual, a black man, or a disabled kid, or anyone more than Greg Glassman. And let me tell you something. I, there's a lot of, like, I work closely with Greg for 15 years. There's a lot of beefs I have with the guy. I'm not defending him by any means. I'm just mm. telling you, you got it all wrong. They killed their fucking Jesus. They're morons. And they attacked this poor guy. Mm. And he was rich as shit, and he was easy to attack, and he had a ton of power, and they attacked him. And he got – now he's even richer because he sold the company and abandoned he – he left his church. But he was mm. so – I mean, like this guy would talk to homeless people. He, was, he, he went out of his way to help a gay dude or a black dude to the point of like it was uncomfortable. Mm. Like he preached libertarianism, but he had this soft spot in him that was crazy. Anyway. So this new regime comes in, and they can't have someone like me on the team. I'm just I, – I'm, I'm not um, – I was ruined by Greg. Just tell the truth. Don't sell – like mm. I can't sell Coke because I'm just going to tell you the truth that it's just killing you. And mm. so when you have someone like that and you have a, a, a business that's a, a corporation that has fiduciary duties, which I completely understand. It's not a knock at them. But they have fiduciary mm. duties to make money, and they can't have someone like me around. And mm. there, was, uh, there was a few misleading – lying articles published in the New York times about me and things like that. And, and it, and it, you know, so I was fired, but I was, I'm eminently capable. I'm the hardest working dude in the room. And it was, it was an enormous mistake on their part. But that being said, like, I'm not upset that I'm fired. Like mm. 
I, I live a very charmed life. I mean, look, so I'm who talking, took your place? Nobody, nobody. I mean, they, they put a, they have no head of media. So we weren't allowed to use the word marketing when I worked at CrossFit Inc. Because marketing is when you sell something. And we were just told always everything we produce should just be adding value. And so basically when they got rid of me, they have, they basically, they have a PR guy in there. And um, I've heard recently that they've hired a chief marketing officer. They basically just turned the whole company around. The company, uh, they, they've changed its, it used to be just to tell the truth. And now it's a business. They have to sell, they have to do marketing and hmm. they have to put together a plan. Understood. And, and so it's a, it's a whole different, um, excuse me. It's a whole different Without going into too much detail, because I got to ask you more questions about Josh Bridges and Jacob Hepner and Avril and Steffi Cohen. So anyway, another show, though. Maybe you should start a podcast and have me on. <laughs> Don't tempt me. Yeah, Don, you would have a great pro- podcast with all the people you meet. <clears throat> uh, it, it has to be sort of in a couch, relaxed, drinking sort of setting. That's where everybody gets really comfortable. <laughs> and tells you the real stories when they're not camera, when they're not, you know, oh, it's a camera here. Hobart, uh, who would uh, you? Hidden camera, hidden camera podcast. That would be great. Hobart, who would you fight if you were on the card? Anyone. <laughs> I'd fight, hey, fight you, anyone. You would fight like uh, SpongeBob. I could see you fighting SpongeBob. <laughs> I'd fight you. I know. Who wouldn't? <laughs> you fucking asshole. Who wouldn't? You, you know, Savant. You say I popped up on your radar, maybe by name when you were talking to Devin. Yes, but I think um, Josh had inadvertently mentioned um, that his guy Cooper made reached out and said, "Hey, you're putting on." So that that was actually a direct phone call with with me as well. Oh, so that's so the Josh and Jacob thing wasn't even your idea. They solicited you for that. They they, they reached out to our, I don't know if it was our social media page or email or something. They're like, hey, we can do this. Would you? Are you interested? And our social team sent it to me. I'm like, you know what? If we're taking other sport athletes and getting them to have a trial by combat, fuck yeah, I'd love to watch two CrossFitters go at each other. <laughs> um, <laughs> And, no, and then, I, yeah. I, I, I said this somewhere else. I don't remember where, but I've always thought that it's the ultimate test of fitness, right? Why doesn't there's no combat element in the CrossFit games? There should be like a, a the two top winners should I don't know should I have a, I don't know. I've always said that they were missing a trick, right? Like the, the, not death matches, but you, you know what I mean, right? Okay, we've pretty much covered every possible test except combat. So this was like, I'm like, fuck it, this is brilliant. And they're coming and saying that we want to fight each other. I'm like, oh, like it was pitched as Castro versus Bridges. Yeah. 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 Initially. Yeah. Um, memory. And then Dave Castro, for some reason, they came back and they're like, oh, he doesn't want to do it. Pussy. Would you, would you still be okay if we bring another CrossFit athlete? I'm like, well, if it fits the bill, um, then they came back with somebody else and somebody else. And then they said, I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it because I think it's a good idea. It'll bring a lot of eyes to this. Um, Josh seems to be like kind of a little bit of a legend in that world. I'm like, let's do it. For sure. For sure. Initially, I was kind of like, I'm like, tell me is Fraser and Froning. Oh, man. Oh, <laughs> look at someone just wrote on. that in the comments too. Oh, man. That would be nuts. 
I'm like, come on. They're like, nope. <laughs> uh, they said Fraser was taking time off, but if he ever did consider fighting, I don't know how true this is, it would be like mixed martial arts. It wouldn't be boxing. That's what I was told. I, mean, I don't know. I think it would be a mistake for anyone to get in the ring with Rich. Rich is. We a, should just keep a, putting it out there in the world. Rich is a gifted athlete. There. He would fuck someone up. He, really? Saw, yeah? Oh, he would. He, I've he never was, spoken to him. I, he's. I don't know. I've never spoken to him. What do you What do you think, Hobart? Yeah, Rich. Rich is a really good athlete. Yeah, like he's not just a good CrossFitter. Like he, he, he yeah, he would, he would fuck someone up. I think who's not, who's not a trained professional. I don't think Matt wants to get in the ring with Rich. I, I don't think. <laughs> Don, be, do you do you have a fighting background? Stupid. Like, not professionally. <laughs> just part time, like, casually covered in covered in scars and all that. They, they didn't come from nowhere. But no, never professionally. No, no. I, I mean. Up until the age of maybe 17, I used to do, like, martial arts, like Taekwondo and Kukushan and stuff like that. But then never actually fought in a ring. So, just Hobart, do you, know what, do you know what Kukushan is? I, don't, I heard that, and I was like, I'm just going to glaze over that one for a second. <laughs> I do but, Taekwondo what is, what is, and Kukushan. What is Kukushan? It's, it's one of these – like, there's so many of them. We don't actually realize how many martial art disciplines are out there. Um, I believe this one is Korean. As when I was growing up in Pakistan, there was two or three coaches, and there was only Taekwondo, Kung Fu, Kukushan, and something something else. Something else. But is striking those were the options. Yeah. Very, like, um, it's quite, it was quite even between the arms and the legs. Taekwondo is, like, mostly just legs, right? Um, Kukushan was more kind of street fighting, if you will. Savannah, like, you know, I'll, like, I'll fight you in a Kukushan fight. Fucking will. <laughs> hey, um, I had something. I'm not horrible. sure. You know what? Honestly, just just for any before any criticism comes in through the comments, I'm not a hundred percent sure that's how you pronounce it. Okay. But that's how I was taught to pronounce oh, it. By I'm pretty sure it is. I looked it up, and it's Kukushan. I'll, I'll take okay. I'll take haters. Yeah. I can take it. <laughs> <laughs> do you, Do you ride an yeah. assault bike? This is way off subject, but do you ride an assault Me? bike, Don? Yeah, or Me? an echo bike? Yeah, um, do you ride one of those bikes. I have done so. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate it, uh-huh. just like everybody else. <laughs> and when I'm in the groove, I love it too, just like everybody else. Did it's, you? Uh, it's humbling. Yeah. Did you, have you ever been into bike riding? Like, did you ever like have a bike yes. and you rode it every day for like a year? Like, and you started yes. riding like hundred miles a day. Yeah. Well, so go ahead. No, no, no. Um, s- cycling, like uh, sprinting, and with. Till the age of about fifteen, I was like in the top three in my school, just for oh, school okay. sports day. It's well, just two kilometer sprints on a you know those thin wheel like racing bikes. Yeah, that's the, that's it. Yeah. The story I'm going to tell, I think you need a hair on your ass to for it to make sense. So maybe you didn't have this experience at fifteen, but the other day I rode about two weeks ago. I rode the assault bike for forty minutes, and I got four hundred calories. I was pretty impressed with myself. Wait, wait, forty minutes? Yeah, and. Um, when, whenever I, and I normally don't ride it for more than like 10, 15, 20 minutes. And I fucking two weeks ago got this. And after doing that, and I used to get this when I would ride my bike for a long time after not riding my oh. bike for a while, I have these crazy, I got these two crazy pimples on my ass or ingrown hairs That's and just, disgusting. and I'm, oh dude, it's, it's worse than disgusting. I can't stay still as I Did you shower you after you got off the bike? No, I haven't showered since. Of course I showered. I'm just telling you. I just <laughs> I knew it. That's what if, it is. If, if you're not if your ass has to get conditioned for long bike rides and you can't just like Yeah. But you anyway. have that 
you have that, you know, like when you ride a bike for a long time, you, the, the inside, like the bony part of your cheeks, that yeah. ends up feeling like bruised. Yeah. I've, ha- I've had that because of the thin uh, race bike seat. Yeah. Um, but that's why cycling shorts have like some kind of padding on. I don't think it helps at all, but <laughs> it has some kind of a padding. Maybe on. I I'm, need cycling shorts like, for my salt bike. You should Jeez. just wear a diaper, Savan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you are what? Would you say zone. you're 47 now? 49. <laughs> Do you know those? Um, they're, they're these I dread that, by the way. I the fucking cushions. dread that idea of wearing a diaper. Sorry, go ahead, Don. Don't do it. The, the, um, about your sitting. Do you know yeah. those um, the hemorrhoid cushions, the ass cushions? <laughs> I don't know those. It's a circular <laughs> thing. that you, you know what? He knows what I'm talking what about. It, it's it, like a donut I, you put uh, on your bike seat to protect your ass? No, you put it on any seat. Oh, <laughs> oh. Uh, usually you wear, you put it when you have hemorrhoids because you have some painful shit dangling out of your anus. Yeah, so I, kinda... I haven't had that in years since I stopped squatting <laughs> over fifty pounds. But God, I'm, hemorrhoids are. Horrible I'm so too. happy that this is where we're headed right now. God. <laughs> it's finally. I, I, I'm not sure how many people are watching this. They'll probably be like, "What the fuck?" Hey, Avril is the only athlete in your event who doesn't have hemorrhoids. I'm willing to bet any of you <laughs> a thousand bucks that Thor, Devin Lorette. Um, Jacob Hepner, Josh Bridges, and Steffi Cohen all have hemorrhoids. I'm willing to bet a thousand bucks on that. Or have had at some point. Ah, they got him right now. Fuck it. I'm going all in. (laughs) Those squatting machines. Devin's the only guy who's popped the hemorrhoid while holding another man's hand. The other, the other, (laughs) the other five have just squatted them out. (laughs) Oh, Devin, 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 Devin. Um, so you got Jacob and Josh. Jacob and Josh, they're the co-mains. And then you have um, this match that I'm I'm a little concerned about. I know Steffi Cohen looks good, but this other chick is a professional boxer. Uh-oh, we lost him. We lost you. We can't hear you. Check, check. Oh, he's muted. Ah, yeah, sorry, there we go. my hand accidentally hit. Am I am I good? Yeah, yeah uh, Hobart's just paid the bills right there. He's added some technical expertise. <laughs> <laughs> to be clear, Steffi's not fighting Avril. Oh, okay. Their actual their opponents haven't actually been announced or even finalized yet. We wanted that fight to happen, but it would have oh. been an unfair fight. So, if you look at the fight poster, it says featuring mm-hmm. Steffi Cohen and Man. Avril Matha. It doesn't say versus. It's a very subtle thing because we were still until the last minute trying to get that fight to happen, right? But their managers wouldn't wouldn't agree. So Steffi's going to fight a little. Um, I'm not sure am I allowed to say this? Uh, a Colombian boxer who's kind of a little. She's had a little bit more experience than her, but I think they're trying to go for some kind of Latin title next week. Okay, uh, next year. Sorry. So we're flying her over from Colombia. Marcel Marcella Nietes or something is her name, and Avril. We had picked an opponent. Their managers had agreed just literally last week. Um, but we're having trouble getting her into the country. So now we're going through a whole list of other. If you're not in the boxing world, this might seem really weird that you don't have an opponent three weeks out. But it's very common. Very common. So Steffi and Avril, those are the two female fights on the card. But they're not fighting each other. We have um, yet to be announced. We have five more fights. But they're pro boxing fights. One is this gentleman called Martin Bacoli from Congo. He's number he's ranked number fourteen in the world, I think. He's the actual biggest pro boxing star on the card. And then we've got four more local, like 
like Dubai five guys. and oh yeah a dutch guy a cameroonian guy they've they fought on our exhibition cards before so we have a we can put a fight card together pretty quickly here in dubai so you're looking at nine fights how um, how is how is dubai yeah. you, you know i i i live in california when i was in the eighth grade was my first trip to new york city and hmm. it, i couldn't have put my finger on it then but i can put my finger on it now difference between california and the east coast and, and especially those east coast cities but especially like new Jer- some places in new jersey and new york and boston they um they feel like a piece of your freedom is it doesn't feel as free as California. There's always like a road toll there or some rules about which lane you can drive. It's just, there's way more rules in New York city than anywhere else. You can't drive until you're 18. And there's so many of them that they compound that you actually feel them. It's like living in a fish tank. Hmm. Like, you know, it's like the Truman show, you know, where the walls are when you're on the East coast, you don't know when, where the walls are when you're in California, there's a, a, a bit of more freedom. The roads feel more free and in the middle of the country also, um, Dubai, on the other hand, um, is kind of the ultimate fish tank. My, my trip there was like, holy shit, this is a really, um, when was your trip there? Five years ago, four years ago. <laughs> Like, you probably wouldn't even recognize the place. Oh, wow. Okay. Construction, development. Remember, yes, there none was of this cra- existed a few years. Like, how old is this place? Like, 40 years or something? You, you, I you, came here for the first time in 2011. Okay. It looks nothing like it does today. But it's still highly organized. Like, like it's the safest place in the world, right? Like, there's nothing. It's. It, I don't think people understand that. Like, if you dropped your wallet on the street... You could come back yep. three days later and it would be there, or someone would have picked it up and it would be like turned in. Like there is like there's no crime. Found there. you and called you. Yeah. Yes. Found you yes. And there's you. no crime there. Yeah. Uh, I'm not exaggerating, people. Like you no, could leave a true. wheelbarrow with ten million dollars cash out in front of a store and, and go and shop inside <laughs> and come back and it will be there. No one would dare steal anything there. The it's the bizarre. amount of times cool. I've for, I've forgotten my phone, house keys, wallet, um, car keys or whatever at the bar just like yeah, go home and the next day you come it's either there or the bar staff have kept it for you or they figured out a way to call you and let you know or even delivered better it. sometimes delivered it yes absolutely yeah. via via an uber or whatever sir you forgot your thing at some place it's your wallet nothing missing um i'm not saying it doesn't exist but it's so rare that you even hear a story about theft or because it's the punishment outweighs, the, like you, you know what I mean. And when everything like- is tracked, right? Like I, uh, my experience was, I left my I left my iPhone in a cab. Um, mm. Two or three days later, I thought it was gone. Two or three days later, I'm just talking in the lobby of the hotel, and one of the security guards hears me. He's like, "Oh, you lost your cell phone?" I said, "Yeah." He goes, "Where?" I said, "Oh, I left it in a cab." And he goes, oh, wh- where, where did you get on the cab? And I said, here at the hotel. He goes, oh, when? And I told him the approximate day and approximate time. He goes, oh, hold on. Yep. And he c- comes out of the back room and he's all, your phone will be here in 35 minutes. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is going on? And someone yeah. showed up with my phone three days later. I'm like, how can this be? No, it's, 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 it's great like that. Yeah. I, I don't, th- I mean, it, it depends on your definition of fish tank. I mean, I moved here in 2015 because of a job opportunity and that didn't last very long and I was going to leave everything and move back to Belgium. But my friends and my mother talked me out of it. They're like, okay, Belgium, 
It's great for retiring. It's great for security, but there's no opportunity. Give it a chance over there. And it only took me two months of being here to realizing this really is like the new world land of opportunity. It's so, if you get, look, every place has its quirks and its idiosyncrasies, right? Yeah, some things here are archaic. Some systems are outdated, but it, everything, everything works. Everything right. works. And there, everything very, does work. Un, yep. It's a very unforgiving city. It's not like in Europe where you show up with a backpack and a phone number into a bar and you're like, oh, so-and-so, your cousin from another town sent me. Can I get a job? Do a couple of shifts in the bar, live upstairs. You can get by. Here, you got to grind. You got to work hard to, to get anywhere. There's no social welfare. There's none of that shit here, right? So if, you, if you're willing to put in hard work and be patient, because everybody hates it the first year, everybody. Because it's just it's one of those just like any big scene. Getting that ball starting to roll down the hill is very difficult. But yeah. once you do in Dubai, there's shit tons of opportunity. So much opportunity. But you so have much but get but you have to yeah. You don't have kids, yeah. do you? I get it. I no. get this scene you're talking about. No. Interesting. No. Um, do you think you're gonna have kids? Do you have a wife? No. Do you have a husband? No. Do you have a dog? No. <laughs> Listen, people, this is this is the key to success right here. <laughs> when I hear be when alone I hear and miserable a, and when you're going to make <laughs> when I hear about games athletes who have dogs or wives or professional athletes who have dogs or wives I just think you, you, that, like they're not committed. And and I know there's exceptions to the rule, but like 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 man, like this this is this is you either if you're going to be successful you better grind and occasionally you'll find a husband or a wife who fits in that area but man people who are grinding they don't they don't fuck around with dogs and wives and husbands and <laughs> you know I'd love a dog but the only reason is it would be animal cruelty I do not have time right um I can't just get a dog just so you can listen to me bitch or punch the walls or whatever you got to take a dog for a walk and you, you i mean I, I i'm crazy about animals and that's why i don't have any because i just don't think it would be right how would I'm, you meet how would you meet a girl in dubai the same way you meet a girl um, like in california like could you just be like at the bar or at the beach yeah, or yeah, yeah same it's, thing it's, it's, it's the same thing but it's it's weird here it's a very tech-based um culture and especially the newer generation i don't know maybe i'm wrong because i'm kind of in the sports and fitness industry just too many so dudes a, is that what you're saying there's just you're there is that but there's the also time? too many instagram accounts so dming and oh. tindering is a big thing here I, people call me old because i call it tinder apparently there's like 10 new apps out there for dating that I, i'm not aware of but it's very i find that it's not like europe or america where you can just easily go up to you can but that thing, remember when you used to buy a girl a drink and then have a conversation and hit it off? Yeah. Now it's done via behind the screen. It's just right. odd. I, I find it odd. I still can't do it. If, if I want to, I guess that's part of getting older, isn't it? When you just don't give a shit about you, you're looking for some kind of a connection. Right. If I can't talk to you or if you're annoying me, <laughs> chances are I really don't want to sleep with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. So not like when you were in your 20s, you're like, fuck, yeah, whatever. Now it's like, do I have the time or the energy to? Oh, good. That makes me feel better <laughs> to hear you say that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So this doesn't work for me. 
if you can't connect with a person, it's but but I don't know. Maybe we're just old and bitter and jaded. You, you got to you got to send them that uh that what was that cow foo? You just got to go f- send that truck that fills up their gas <laughs> tanks. <laughs> hey man, I didn't buy you a drink, but you got a full tank of gas tonight. You want to go home? Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Put in the premium. I, um, I th- I always I think you know anytime I think of my something happening to my wife, I just think of myself. I I think I would just become a monk. I have no interest in. I have. The thought of starting a relationship with anyone besides the one I've cultivated mm. with my wife makes me mm. ill. So, like, I, I get, like, I just would never want to do, like, I, but it's interesting. It's, you're right. It's different. When you're 20, you're like, you have enough passion and energy for 10 girlfriends and you want to well, keep them all. But the, the funny, the funny thing is, I, as you get older for sure. I, I do have a girlfriend, but it's like, someone i've known for 18 years who i didn't even meet in dubai (laughs) like awesome we've knew each other when we were in our 20s you know what i mean um and then she just happened to move to dubai and now we're together but it's not i didn't go around cruising for it here and like oh this is great it's just i've been here i've been working nonstop, and i just there's a lot of there's a lot of plastic here (laughs) you know what i mean there's a lot of you know the 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 fake boobs and the the veneer of people, yep. All the the personalities get, to the uh, to the boobs. Started. <laughs> they look well to the point where you know how anybody's gun plastic surgery. They kind of lose perspective. Yeah, and it becomes. I don't know that, but it makes people, sense. You, you you surely you see it in California. Yes, I just don't know so any of those overly, people. But, but yes, yeah, but you see them. Yes, yes. And, and I have trouble looking at them too because my brain doesn't want to even register them as human beings. It kind of sucks. I feel it bad. It just gets so I bad. I look away. Yeah. It just gets to a point where you're like, there's no way they can see what we're seeing. Right. They probably started off with a bit of a this and then a bit of a this and a bit of yeah. a this. Yeah. And now they have no actual idea of how, like that jigsaw character from that movie, Saw. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. What a brutal analogy. Oh, oh, that's, oh, that's good. Yeah, the cheek fillers and the no expression. That was good. That's good. Oh, that was great. I, 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 I want to tell you, like, I have never been comfortable with the fact that we live in a society where, like, women's chests are cut open and then like plastic balls are put in to trick us into thinking to making our dicks hard like there is a there's a bizarre phenomenon to that it's like you know they're fake you know mm. you, the, 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 a man's brain is bizarre I, I guarantee you this experiment would work you could take a woman who who's perfectly flat chested have her walk into the room then you could have her walk in back in five minutes later and have put two softballs under her shirt and the men would become aroused and you could tell the men those are just softballs under there, but they couldn't they don't care. They don't care. <laughs> Their but, brain would only see what it wanted to see. Like you could tell them those are only softballs. Those are and like, do, and like you, you could find- even show them the softballs and then cover them back up. And, and, the, and, and so like there's this. How did we get to a point where it's okay? And I'm not saying it's not okay. I just – it is a very weird phenomenon that you can – we would ask – not ask, so societally Society, ask. yeah. yeah I don't, Society I'm not trying to blame has... anyone, but it's, it's, it's just – it's tough for me to 
If I had a daughter, I wouldn't want anyone doing an operation on her that cuts her open, that changed the size of her boobs so that dudes would want to fuck her more. And I'd be like, oh, it's you not see, for the dudes. The, hey, shut the fuck up. First like, it was that, magazines. Like, now it's Instagram. Yeah. It's what society tells you is like, oh, this is attractive. Yeah. But, and it is attractive. And I, it I, is attractive. I also don't want to deny that. Like, the there's nothing greater than a big old set of titties. Like, so it's like this weird, like. I, I can understand it because you can't grow them out. And they are a major part of, I suppose, a woman's security and how she feels about herself. Also, I think it's a thing that arouses boys more than men. Men, right? Men like right. men like ass. Right. That's right. just a fact. Right. Right? right. right. Like the older you grow, you're like you're more of an ass guy. Right. But men, you think fake boob, fake boobs have been accepted since Pam Anderson, but now you've got fake abs, fake butt implants. Like the amount of fit, it, and sometimes when it goes wrong, oh, you ever seen an ass implant that you can tell doesn't belong? It looks horrendous. So you have thin legs and this droopy, like, like you ever seen, seen a sheep's tail that kind of goes like that? It's just, <laughs> it just looks unnatural. People get ab implants. I mean, what the fuck? Like, where does it stop? Like, is it really? And they'll be perfectly, nor, they're not obese or anything. They're normal people, but... They'll get a sheet of abs and get the skin done around them. Hobart, Have you ever has, seen ab, one of those? Hobart has ab implants. No. <laughs> Thinking about getting them now. <laughs> you you sold it like so a, well. You just buy it at like a coin op or something. I just go down to Walmart and just get I can't imagine abs. taking a month of my life to deal with something like that. No matter how bad I wanted it, I can't imagine like being like, okay, I'm going to go make this appointment with a doctor. I'm going to go get check out the different kinds of butts. Then I'm going to have the surgery. Then I'm going to go through recovery. And I just, I just couldn't imagine like, even if I wanted it, I wouldn't have the dedication to it. Like, but you know, that's, that's, you know, they have a saying, have you ever heard the saying, if you sit in a barbershop long enough, you're going to get a hurt haircut. Oh, but, I like that. If you live in Dubai or California long enough, you're going to get some surgery. Right? If, you're, if you're in a male prison for more than three weeks, you will. <laughs> you're going you're gonna, to, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're going to dry dock at some point. You're switching teams. <laughs> you're switching teams, buddy. Um, and the, 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 will, will this be just the beginning of your fight promotions? Like in terms of like, yes. this is the biggest fight you've done, right? Well, yes. Uh, the original plan would have been the biggest fight. Now that has moved to March because Eddie tore his bicep. Ah. Because that was the original plan, right? What Eddie if Devin Thor knocks was... Thor the fuck out? Well, then will Devin fight Eddie? I, no, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, first of all, I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think neither of them. It'll be a good fight. Devin's unpredictability and just that weird killer instinct that he has and Thor's skills that he's developed. He's a very different fighter now from three months ago. I mean, he was not a boxer, but then he's just dedicated so much into it and he's done ring time. He's got done two exhibition fights. Then he got a proper pro boxing coach. He's like a totally different animal right now. He looks fucking so, ripped. Oh, he's totally he ripped. Looks ripped. ripped. It's insane. And he, he's still 330 pounds. Right. Um, He's slow Devin, as shit, though, right? He's slow as shit, right? Mm, I mean, the footage I've compared seen... Compared to who? He's faster yeah, right. than you, Savon. No, he's definitely not faster 100% faster. I would, yeah, I would guarantee who? it. 
I would run through his legs and pull his tampon out before he knew what happened. I would. Well, there's no way that guy could catch me. Consider he, the. He's opponent. like a tree. It, he's like a tree. But Devin's okay. also a senior citizen. Devin's three years away from being yeah, put in a nursing home. So Devin, got a Devin's weird match been here. talking, walking around like a T Rex for the last ten years, right? Yes. He's got his crazy ape index. It would have been even crazier if he could actually extend his arm. But he's got that killer instinct and the grit to be able to prep for five months. Crazy grit. It's unpredictable. We don't know. But the Eddie and Thor fight has its own. There's a saga. There's a story. There's hatred that's been brewing for three years. That is its own separate. And it's not like winner takes this and winner goes there. That is going to happen. Has its own um, viewers no matter what. Right? Do you know why but, they hate each other? It depends who you hear it from, right? Is there a so, girl involved? No, no, not oh, at all. Damn, that would there was crazy. a world title involved. Okay. So apparently, some shit happened at World Strongest Man 2017, where Eddie won. Thor thought it was rigged. Eddie got pissed off that his win was kind of overshadowed by the news picking up on the fact that it was rigged, and there, it's just, and it got worse and worse and worse and worse. And they, they, you can't put them both in a room together; they'll tear each other's heads off. Wow, it's like that, huh? Oh no, it's proper. Like it's it's horrendous, and they're fans. It's so it can split the room. It's like putting Mentos in Coca Cola, right? Anytime you see Eddie and Thor in a comment section, the Eddie fans will hate. If you put their fans in a room, there's a brawl. I guarantee you. Wow, I had no idea. That's awesome. <laughs> Let's get that event set up. The fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> Royal, yeah, yeah. Just fifty. Royal Rumble. Answer. <laughs> Royal Rumble. Like Thor will put up a picture of his baby or his family, nice family photo on Instagram. And they'll be constantly, Eddie's gonna fuck you up for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to you, go through his posts. Yeah, do whatever you want, but Eddie's still gonna fuck you up. You're putting you to sleep, boy. And then the other way around as well. You go on, Eddie's supposed to yeah, Thor can Thor's gonna put you to sleep. And you're like, what for an unrelated post? So that that bile. That bile needs to happen at some point. So now we're looking at March, um, March 26th, because by the time his bicep heals, luckily it came clean off the bone, so it was a like a quick recovery. And now it's just rehab, and he gets back into training. And uh, But Thor wanted to continue fighting, and I, we didn't want to rob Josh and Jacob and Steffi and everybody else of because uh, it was a good card on its own with this added sort of magnum of Eddie and Thor. So I'm like, all right, Thor, if you still want to fight, we need to find you a proper opponent. Um, somebody who's not a boxer, somebody who can hype the fight up a bit because Eddie's, he's, he's very mouthy. He's great at selling a fight. What people don't get is unless you're a hardcore fan of the sport, it's the hype that sells a fight. Not unless you're a UFC, like, diehard fan of combat sports and you're watching the tech this is not that card this is not that card at all you know so how are you going to sell it if there's no da, 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 da. not the fake trash talk but hype. yeah you found sincere you found two guys who sincerely want to beat each other hobart if you have to go you can go i know i'm keeping oh, no, you i'm good minute. okay <laughs> okay i kept you Devin, we had an experience with Devin. We brought him over to do the arm wrestling with Michael Todd. Yep. It was a very anticipated match. And I am told by other arm wrestling promoters, we broke all pay-per-view records. 
That's awesome. Ridiculous the amount of people who bought that. <laughs> like, um, and there's now, not there's not really two more dedicated people to their craft either. Michael Todd and Devin deserve that kind of attention. I mean, they are it was brilliant. It they're was arm brilliant. wrestling dorks. Those guys, there's they're they're not they're amazing. They are they're PhDs amazing in arm and their wives they are crazy. Yeah, the, the whole atmosphere. So our streaming service providers, their entire office watched. They're like, we've never watched arm wrestling. <laughs> That's awesome. We didn't realize it could be so exciting. Right, because it's it's a form of combat. Sometimes they call it an arm fight. Yeah, yeah. And we've done. I mean, I, I don't know about Hobart, but arm wrestling was like kind of how you marked your territory in school. I arm wrestled Hobart I actually, before. Actually, there's a good story about this. I marked my territory all over Savan when I crushed him <laughs> in the arm wrestling match, and he just thought he had some like insider information because he was pretty close to the sport, uh, very close. So, but uh, no, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> Hobart and I arm wrestled about uh, ten years ago. Yeah, and, right. ten years ago. Yeah, and in the video, it looked like a close match. And I hadn't seen the video like in five or six years. And then I watched it recently. And mm. then I asked James. I said, "Hey, were you just fucking with me?" And <laughs> I, I was really thought for sure he was going to say no. That was a good match. But he goes, "Dude, I was totally fucking with you." Yeah. <laughs> so he hurt my feelings. So he did mark Hobart. Did mark me all over. <laughs> but as a kid, I mean, I, I don't know, like the schools I grew up in, yeah, hell you'd yeah, arm wrestle or you'd have a fight after school in the parking lot or something, and that's how you establish dominance, yeah, especially as you hit puberty. So arm wrestling is a thing that we all kind of know, especially guys, and that it's it can be very, very, very exciting. Like the arm wrestling fans are just as hardcore and diehard as. MMA fans or boxing fans, there's less of them, but they will go the extra mile. And we learned that from that event. I'm like, man, these are really loyal group of um, viewers. Of course, you add Devin in, you add Michael Todd in, you add their wives in who are talking shit to each other from both sides of the table. It becomes a really small, hardly 10 square foot atmosphere that is just electric, you know? And it's a guy staring into each other's staring each other down it's just i mean what's i don't what, know yeah i i love it I, I i think it's great it's it's bizarre that it hasn't it it's not bigger to be honest it's been around forever and it's bizarre that it's not bigger what's don what is do you have another um big next big thing lined up like is there uh, something that you're working on now that, that that's been inspired by this that you're like holy shit this is yeah, well, there's more of this format. So, <clears throat> excuse me. It's during this preparation for the Eddie and Thor fight, then when Cooper got in touch, I think it was January when Thor was doing his first exhibition fight. And then Steffi, and then, and then that's where it sort of, it hit me that I think we've got something here. It's elite athletes from other sports having a trial by combat. Do, do you remember Pride? Yeah, pride and K one, but that was different martial arts disciplines fighting each other. Maybe there was a, a grudge element to it, with a different set of rules. So essentially, we're taking that a level up, and it's different sports. Like right now, you're looking at we've got the arm wrestling community in Devon, which I think was a perfect replacement for Eddie because we're expanding the viewership base. Right. You've got strongman Thor. You've got CrossFit. You've got Josh and Jacob. Yep. You got powerlifting, which is Steffi. 
I don't know. I mean, it's how does your sport translate into combat? It's not a bad, I think, maybe it's not as hyped up and crazy as these YouTube fights with the Paul brothers or whatever, but, and it might not have as big an audience, but it's still, it's still professional, it's still athletic, it's still respectful to all of the sports. Yeah, of course, there will be the trash talk and all that, but, and although some people might view it as a circus, but I mean, everybody still goes to the circus, right? I yeah. want to see uh, Michael Phelps <laughs> fight. Uh, I was literally going to say this. The gymnast girl, Simone Biles. Is that her name? I want to see those two fight each other. It's Michael so Phelps funny you should probably, mention that. Yeah, please. Get I was that saying one. yesterday, Phelps versus Usain Bolt. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that would be awesome, dude. Well, I mean, it's, it's, it's a thought. It's a thought, but the, the, that's the whole idea, right? It's like, oh my goodness. That, that would be amazing. That's better than my matchup. <laughs> best swimmer in the world versus uh, it doesn't necessarily have to happen. Of, of course, the idea s- seed was, you know, that barroom conversation. Yeah. When you get shit faced with your friend, oh, who do you think would win in a fight, Batman or Superman or a tiger or a bear? It's why not take that and take professional athletes who are willing to and happy to do this, make sure they get a decent payday, make sure it's done right, safety, and you gotta. We didn't do MMA because that's just an injury galore. That's asking, especially for these strength sports. It's a lot of stiffness, and yeah. MMA needs you to be quite fluid. Um, so, uh, it's sorry, too again, bad. I'm, Ken- I'm rambling it's too bad on. Here. Kendall's not younger. Kendall Jenner would be great in a, in a fight too, but I think she's too old. How how old Who is would she? you fight? I don't know, but she definitely <laughs> should fight someone. You got this former decathlete and. Oh, Caitlyn, Caitlyn Jenner. Okay, what, Caitlin who did I Jenner. say? Kendall Jenner. Oh, whatever. Yeah. Caitlyn Kendall. <laughs> I don't even know my own name. Next up is your postman versus your bank manager. <laughs> you never know. I mean, that's what white collar boxing was, isn't it? It's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, uh, James. Go no, no. I was just, I was, I'm hoping this opens Pandora's box on CrossFitters fighting each other. <laughs> that's all yeah. I'm just, I'm just I'm hoping re- for. I really want to see Rich fight someone. But, you uh, do know that, like we we actually have a deal with CrossFit Incorporated. No, you do. No, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, we signed a deal with them a couple of months ago. The press release went out and everything because they loved the idea, and they're kind of co-promoting the fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, they did something at the games, right? They yeah. should have yeah, run yeah, that yeah. on the live feed. That was a fucking debacle. Is that video online anywhere with Jacob? It is. It is. It, it is. I think it is. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't think it went in the stream, but they let them do something in the Coliseum. Coliseum? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 That's it, man. It's like Coliseum, but spelled differently, right? Maybe. It might be. The cross. But it's it spelled is the, with, yeah, it's like it's the spelled with a arena. CR. Coliseum. <laughs> no, no col, uh, Colosio, like the Coliseum in Italian. Okay. C O L O, I believe. I think here they spell it C O L E. Or I, Don just, I, I, you went way above our head. Yeah, talking yeah, about yeah. spelling this in is, Italian. So I can barely. I can you're barely worldly. You're worldly. In English, man. Yeah. <laughs> sorry, sorry. I grew up um, in a town of 1,100 people, and but <laughs> I do think that video is on the internet somewhere. Um. Yes, it is on the. The Buttery Bros did something with it. Um. You know the Buttery Bros. I've heard the of the content creators. The I think they're called the Buttery creators. Boys. I think you might have their name wrong. Buttery Boys. <laughs> that butter or no the, Butter Boys. It's Butter Boys. Anyway, no, it's the on. Buttery Bros. Butter Boys. I think that sounds like a 
like a yes. porn title. Yes, <laughs> it does, yes, it? <laughs> yes, yes, butter boy, butter boy. Um, the, the CrossFit put something, I sent out a couple of email blasts, they did a couple of posts, like they're really, and they, we know they have a content plan of some kind, especially during fight week, because the reality is nobody buys pay-per-view until like the last day. Yeah. Our experience, UFC's experience, all we do, why? It, we hate it. Yeah, why would? So but why would you? I buy it like thirty <laughs> seconds before because why yeah. would you buy it sooner? What if like you end up having explosive diarrhea and you have to be in the bathroom the whole time you miss the show? You don't I know. Sixty. I know. I know. Right. But as a as an organizer and a promoter, and if it's your ass and your money on the line, yeah, is yeah, the most stressful thing. Unless you've got everything covered, you don't know if your event is going to do well or not until the last hour. Right. Right. Until, because, but we can't blame people. I fucking hate that everybody's not buying. But what do we do? I've never bought anything that far in advance, right? right, right. I've never bought a fight. Oh, oh, fuck, it's on. All right. Okay, sure. Oh, I forgot to buy it. Yeah. And that's what the trends are. But people don't buy shit in advance. The 98% of the sales are done in the last hour for most paper events. Yeah, I believe it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. You know, um, but fight week especially with these COVID times, the whole everybody being together and the press conference and the way, that's when the viewers start saying, oh, fuck, this is really happening. And then there's the face-offs and the shit talks. The last three days are the most important. The press conference, the weigh-in, and then the hour before the fight. And Where the will your rapping. pay-per-view be available? What? How? how? CoreSports.world is on our own platform. That's and the beauty have, of it. And do you have an app on iTunes? Um, Google Play and iTunes. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Core Sports World. Wow. Okay. So not on like you know these other one, weird ones like the Zone or Fight or it'll, okay. Well, Core. You say weird. You say weird ones. Core. <laughs> I mean, just they've got a they've got a pretty big reach. <laughs> no, I it's know. our own. So we own it. That's the beauty of it. But it's it's hard. Like building a building and marketing a streaming platform in this day and age is hard. So people don't realize how much it takes to market successfully a pay-per-view event or what the cost of customer acquisition is like these things can be because there's so much out there to choose from right you know uh, and if you're the kind of guy who has to make cutbacks you lost your job or whatever you're going to go through your subscriptions you're like wait a minute i'm paying nine dollars a yes, month for netflix I've nine dollars a month yep. for amazon yep. i don't need this i don't need you're going to get rid of what's not giving you value yeah you i know? just canceled my disown you did? Yeah, it was like 99 bucks a year. I couldn't remember the last time I watched a fight on there, and I canceled it. But they got me, and maybe this will work for you too. Basically, you have Core Sports World, but you even if this didn't meet your expectations, what you can leverage, and I know you know this, is all the people who downloaded your app for your next fight. Oh, yeah, for sure. Or your next event. So it's awesome. Like I would have never heard of Core Sport World, but now because of this, I'm going to be talking about it for the next, uh, you know, <laughs> Next two months, right? Or next month until the fight happens. When is next, the fight? September 18th? September 18th. It's, uh, what, what are we today? Thursday? Yeah. We start loading into the venue three weeks from today. Yeah. Are you Press watching? conference is three weeks from today. Yeah. Are you watching it, Hobart? Yeah, I'm going to try and watch it. I'm actually working a seminar that weekend, but I, do, I really want to watch it. So I've I talked to Oh, Josh by the way, by the way, does. you got a kick out of this because we're obviously trying to make it as user-friendly as possible. You know You've paid for fights before. Yeah. Every weekend, our fights, it seems like. <laughs> our fight's $9.99 oh, for the wow. whole card. <laughs> wow. It's under 10 bucks. 
I think that that was a smart decision. There is people who will probably pay more. I just didn't want to risk it. Let's just get it done. Let's see. Because you can always go up in price. But if you start with fit, we're not ESPN Plus. We can, <laughs> and we're not Anthony Joshua and, or Wilder Fury. We're not, we're not able to charge ridiculous amounts of money. Because remember, boxing and fight fans are used to paying for fights. Right. We're now entering a realm of sports that are not used to paying for fights or paying for watch their content. Yeah. So the minimizing the risk and, you know, we'll see what happens. And then after this, December, we've got King of the Table 2. We've got Eddie and Thor in March. So it's, you know, That's basically next six months free. are going to be interesting. $9.99 is basically free. It's less than a caramel macchiato at Starbucks. Yeah, you do, yeah, right. Especially in Dubai, it's, and you, you don't think twice about pushing the buy button on that. It's less, it's less or equal to what people usually pay for a super chat to get somebody's attention on a live Q and A on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Like they pay well five dollars or twenty dollars, whatever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well pay attention to me and my question. Here's ten bucks. So, Don, I I know you thought that this was um, me. You coming on to my podcast and me interviewing you, but I have to be completely honest with you as we wrap this up. <sighs> this was actually you interviewing me because I need <laughs> you to push your talent my way so that I can grow my podcast numbers and pay for my kids' jiu-jitsu class. <laughs> so as we wrap this up, I hope you really enjoyed yourself. I would love to have you on more to talk about your eye. Mm. And... Um, <laughs> And, and, and thank you for coming on. And you don't have to answer now, but I hope that over the next week you'll percolate and you'll think, okay, yeah, maybe I do have some athletes that I'd like to or some talent I'd like to push his way. Um, or maybe some people you don't like and you want me to torture them. I'm, I'm capable of many, many <laughs> things. All of the, the above. The, yes. the, the only thing is, Savon, you're so – like I, I only just looked at the – I can't believe we – I'm sorry if I rambled on too much, but it's almost two hours we're – We've, we've been on because again, it's the Howard Stern thing. Well, thank you. We didn't, I, I have, I have, I, it was crazy. Um, I have two pages of notes. We didn't really touch on any of them. My notes are usually <laughs> my, just my crutch. Um, just like Hobart's my crutch. Um, but we learned a lot about plastic surgery. Yeah. <laughs> And anal fissures on bicycles, apparently. Yeah. And, 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 and we really do. We really do have to get into who you are. It's fascinating how much you've traveled. A lot of people. It'd be, I'd be curious to know all of that stuff about your history. Um, Don is uh, the big event that he's. I mean, he's working on a lot of big events, but the big event that we're interested in, Hobart, myself, and, and the listeners, I think, is September eighteenth. It's um, Devin Lorette and Thor, Jacob Hepner, and. Josh Bridges, Steffi Cohen, and a yet-to-be-announced, and an Avril. By the way, if you haven't seen Avril's Instagram account, I highly recommend it. Speaking of boobs. and uh, She's gorgeous, isn't she? She's oh gorgeous, and she'll kick your ass. Anyone That's who punches her combo. in the face is going to hell. <laughs> Gentlemen, thank you so much for having me, Simone. It was an absolute pleasure. We ended up talking about everything but... Yes, yes. I love it. <laughs> I love it. And uh, and Devin Lorette, thank you for um, insisting uh, pushing Don's name my way. What a what a great opportunity. Hobart, do you want to say anything before I no, make Don? Don, awesome, awesome to meet you. Yeah. Likewise, man. Thank you so much. Thank you. I hope I was uh, a good guest. <laughs> you were a great Amazing. guest. Hobart Amazing Hobart just speaking. doubled his word count for the show just now. <laughs> yeah. That's what happens when you listen, Savan. You know. 
have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> What'd you say? Thank you guys. Thank you so much. And 